Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. At JCPenney, fashion counts for everybody and everybody. The weather is getting warmer and it's time to swap my winter layers for fun, vibrant, and cool clothing with so many fun things happening this spring like Mother's Day and the Wind Down Tour. It's hard to find great looking clothes that fit you just right. That's why I love JCPenney. JCPenney has so many stylish and comfortable options for so many different body types. I've been blown away by their selection and everything hugs my body in all the right spots. Refresh your wardrobe this spring with style that gets you. Something to wear that fits your favorite moments of the season at prices that feel just as good. Discover brands that get you and put style and comfort first, like Worthington and Liz Claiborne for her, each in women's petite and plus sizes. Here, spring comes in all shapes, sizes, and colors. JCPenney, make everybody count. This is the Steelers Blitz with Wesley Euler and Arthur Motes on your 24-7 home of the black and gold, SNR. Good afternoon, Steelers Nation, and welcome back once again to the campus of St. Vincent College in Latrobe, Pennsylvania, where it is raining, sunny out and raining. So we're on rainbow watch out here right now in beautiful Latrobe uh, here on Tuesday, August 2nd, ahead of another practice for your Pittsburgh Steelers in this 2022 training camp. It's the Steelers Blitz on SNR. Wesley Euler, Arthur Motes here. We've got you until 2 o'clock when practice begins. If you're new to our show, well, welcome to the party, pals. All right, and uh, two things you should know about us here. Arthur Motes, he's got the decade of NFL experience, and I've got the good head of hair. Everything else you can figure out as we go. Motesy, what's up, partner? How we doing on this Tuesday? So you know we are excited. Piz ads, he says. Oh, jeez, I tell you what, I didn't know I was co-hosting with Snoop Dogg today. Rock and roll, baby. Mm-mm-mm. Come on. Arthur Motes, we have plenty to get to today. Omar Khan spoke about a half an hour ago. We got to discuss some of his comments. The Steelers, you know, something that we we mentioned briefly on the program on Monday. Uh, Chris Boswell's pending contract extension. Well, that's been taken care of as well, too. You know. I've got some practice observations for you from the first day of pads yesterday. Mm -hmm. But here's where I want to begin, Arthur Motes. It's with the news that everyone was discussing yesterday, um, and that is Kenny Pickett running with the twos for the first time out here in Latrobe. Mitch Trubisky staying the number one quarterback. Kenny Pickett, number two. Mason Rudolph taking snaps with the third team. Uh, And that was obviously, as you can imagine, after practice, Mike Tomlin, you know, reminded everybody not to look into the minutia of this thing and that they were going to rotate these guys and give them some opportunities and that this should not be surprising and and no one should run with this and say, oh, well, that means Kenny Pickett's now the clear cut number two, that it was part of the plan all along. So I ask you to get us started, Motsi. Big deal. Not a big deal, medium deal. <laughs> well, I was just kind of laughing because technically, didn't you just answer that when you said what Coach Tom? I think I did. Yeah, I hustled backwards there, didn't I? You know, but but I laughed not just because of that, but in all seriousness, when you think about how everybody reacted yesterday to that. 
Call. That's what he's referring to. Stop the overreactions. Stop micromanaging. Stop trying to be ultra hands-on, everybody, because this is a part of an evaluation. This is a part of how you figure out your team. You want to see guys with different position groups. You want to see guys with different skill sets working together. You want to see, hey, all right, if Kenny Pick is with the threes, yes, he's a older rookie, but can he be a leader amongst those rookies? Can he get the most out of them? All right, well, we've seen him have his first week of that, and it was a mixed bag of reviews. Now, let's see if we put him out here with the second unit where the guys are a little bit more advanced. They know a little bit more. You're probably going to have a lot more intricacies to the play calls that you're calling for that particular group. Well, you want to see how he looks in that. You want to see how he handles that. Also, you're playing against better competition defensively as well. So if you're struggling against this group, let's see how you look against a little bit more advanced group. Let's see how you handle the pressure that they're going to have for you. And then when you're talking about Mason, for Mason, it's like, man, nobody's giving you a shot anyways. And this whole camp, what have you been doing? Lighting them up. So it doesn't matter what group you're in. People are going to talk negative about you regardless. People are waiting for the opportunity to say that you're not on this team anymore. Right. So it don't matter if you're with the first unit, the second unit, the third unit. You keep doing what you're doing because there's a reason why everybody was losing their mind when the reports were coming out that you were the best quarterback that's been out here so far. So if you're Mason, you was cooking with the second unit. Well, man, go ahead. Get ready to cook them up even more with that third <laughs> unit. Make it look like you're the varsity player with the JV guys. And I'm speaking that because I was in a similar situation, not necessarily with the backstory of Mason, but when you have to be the older player, the proven player, playing with guys that you typically would not be in that group, but based on what the team is trying to do with younger guys, you got to go out there and do it. Well, yeah, you make it look just absurd. You make it look ridiculous. You make them understand that, hey, I don't belong out here with this group, and everybody out here is going to know that. And for Mason, I think that he's going to continue to push forth with that mindset just based on what he's done thus far. But I definitely would not read into it too much because this is how you evaluate these guys. And we already said this now, but I'm going to remind everybody again probably a week from now when they switch out who's getting first team reps. And now we're all going to be like, oh, my God, whoa, 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 what does this mean? Is the QB, is the, is the separation happening? We're we moving, what's going on, what's going on? We're like, Hey, guys, remember we talked about the evaluation, right? You want to see guys with different groups. You want to see adversity. You want to see this. You want to see that. This is all a part of that plan. This is all a part of evaluating to see how these quarterbacks operate. But what about these receivers as well? Hmm. I want to see how this guy reacts to this quarterback. This guy reacts to that quarterback. The different styles of play in which Mason versus Kenny versus Mitch bring to the table that's the also that's also another element of this thing where they're trying to get a better understanding of that to see just as a whole what that week one starting unit could potentially look like. You know what? I'm I'm glad you went there too because I you know that that is the the next step of this right is when do we see somebody else you know they'll they'll we'll see what happens today maybe Mason goes back to two maybe they keep it the same way it was yesterday. I think you're right, Motsi, in saying that eventually. Mason, I think probably first, and certainly I think Kenny as well at some point too, they're going to get a crack at, at running with the first team at some point. I, I believe that to be true. However, you ready for this take? I'm here. Let's do it. To me now, it's not a quarterback competition until that happens. And, and here's what I mean by that. If we see the rest of this week, Mason and, and Kenny rotating back and forth, two and three, two and three, two and three, but Mitch stays at one, it's not a quarterback competition. 
I know that might sound a little hot takey, but to me now that the quarterback rotation has started, as long as Mitch stays with the ones and he never comes off that point, then to me there's not much of a competition. Well, there is. It's, it's for the second and third roles. But that's what I'll kind of have my eyeballs on. At what point, because I do expect that to happen, but at what point does Mitch get asked to run with a different unit and somebody else gets a, gets a crack with the first team? Yeah, I can understand that stance. Um, I personally don't have that stance. Just from my experiences, I've seen guys never get opportunity with the ones and they'll be starting week one. Because that's how Coach Tom will operate, you know, just <laughs> in that sense that you don't have to see everybody with every group to evaluate them. You can simply look at them and see what you're seeing on tape. All right. How is this guy going through his reads, his progressions? How is this guy getting the ball out, the velocity on it? What is his drop looking like? Is he consistently climbing the pocket the way that it needs to be climbed? Is he consistently not trying to escape? You know, he's actually sitting there and understanding that, hey, I'm protected, I can do this and that. You don't always have to be with a special group to evaluate that element of it. When you're talking about the giving and receiving of information, if I give you a call or a check in this uh, classroom and now we're on this field, I don't care if you're with the first, second unit or third. I need you to go ahead and implement that check that I implemented in the classroom on the field. I need you to be the leader out here. I need you to look like you're in control of this offense. And to me personally, I think that it doesn't matter what group you're in. We, I mean, we always joke about Macho Man Randy Savage, right? What does he always say? The cream will rise to the top, right? <laughs> oh yeah. You, but that's the reality. So, like when we're talking about competitions, if you're one of those guys and you're waiting to get that first team rep to feel like you're really involved, if you're waiting to get that seven shot rep to feel like you're really involved, you're gonna let that competition pass you by. What you need to be worried about is every time I'm out here on this field. I'm cooking. Every time I'm here on this field, I'm going to show you that I should be the best quarterback out here, that I am the best quarterback out here, regardless of the unit. But when you allow the unit to play with, <laughs> all right, I'm really in the competition or not. Remember we talked about a couple of days ago, right? We said, hey, you can't allow different variables to dictate sure, your sure. preparation. You can't allow it to dictate your mentality. And if you're only thinking about, man, I got to be with that first unit or this guy isn't really in this competition because we haven't seen him with that first unit that could alter how you come to work. That could alter your mentality. That can make you say, you know what? I don't want to study hard today. I haven't got a first team rep in two weeks. I don't want to do this today. I'm pissed off. Mm -hmm. All right, but what happens when Mitch rolls his ankle, God forbid, and now you're thrown into that role and you weren't prepared because you were pouting. You were seeking comfort. Now you're going to get exposed. And once that opportunity comes, you're only going to get it once. You know, if you're fortunate, if you're blessed, you might get it a second time. But it's one of those things where you have to always be prepared. You always have to have that mentality that you are QB1, that you are LB1 or RB1 or wherever. You always have to operate with that mentality that you are in that position, even if you're not there just yet, because <laughs> you never know when that opportunity is going to come and you got to hit the ground running. No, certainly. And, you know, that's something I believe it, it was it was last week. I believe it was after Friday's practice. Um, Mike Tomlin talked about that specifically, what you just were saying there and saying how, you know, in these settings, it's not it's not if opportunity is going to knock, right? It's when mm -hmm. opportunity is going Absolutely. to knock because it's going to happen for these guys out here at some point, um, whether it's due to an injury concern, which we've seen a few of those already, right? Najee Harris had to leave practice yeah. early yesterday. Chase Claypool, Pat Fryermuth being held out. Now, they're, they're all being labeled as dated today and nothing serious in precautionary right. situations. But, you know, whether it's an, an injury um, concern like those that, that creates an opportunity for somebody else and whether it's just, you know, the coaching staff 
staff deciding that, all right, it's time to rotate some things here a little bit, give somebody else a look, give somebody more reps. Um, that that is you know one of those things that that Mike Tomlin's been very clear on. It's it's not if opportunity knocks out here in these settings, it's when. And that yeah, that relates to the quarterbacks 100%. But it I mean it's it's top to bottom on this roster with a few mm-hmm. exceptions. I mean the, the Cam Haywards and the TJ Watts and, and, right, right. and those things, right? Uh, Najee Harris, but, but, but with some few um, exceptions there. I mean that that's a huge part of just what makes these camp settings what they are. Mm, oh no, one question, man, and. When you talk about that element, man, that is why this is such a unique set. And that's why, even though I always talk about how I'm not the biggest fan of being out there, I do (laughs) appreciate it for those guys because it does get a chance for them to just kind of strip away everything and really just focus in on themselves, really focus in on competing, getting better in that element of, yes, we're building this as a team, but we are still all independent contractors here. So we all have to make sure we're sharpening our tools. We all have to make sure that we are holding our weight, sort of, uh, sort of speak. And that is something that, you know, when you talk about this pressure cooker environment and having Coach Tomlin with that chef hat over there, adding all the spices to make it extra, extra spicy on certain days, <laughs> it just adds to it, man. But that is the beauty of this process. And that is why you have to let this process play out. And I do think going back to Coach Tomlin, what he was talking about with his handling of this QB competition. I think that is why he was so adamant about that up front because he knew the excitement. He also knew the pressure that this QB competition was going to create on the team and more importantly on those guys um, in terms of Mason, Mitch, and Kenny. And I think for him, he was trying to get ahead of it to let people know to kind of ease that up a little bit. And now, even though we know that people are still going to react the way that they're reacting, it's shown right here. You, we know this. I just think it's one of those things where he was just trying to, you know, give give his guys some type of nugget, man, to just help them make this as easy as possible. But this is going to continue to get intense. This is going to continue to have a lot more pressure on it. I mean, when you start moving rosters around, when you start getting ready to actually see them in a game, I mean, just think about this. You can take Mitch out the starting lineup this week for evaluation purposes but if he's qb1 going into the preseason game people are going to create their own narrative about sure that. sure we know this and then yeah. whoever is starting it that the week two they're gonna create a narrative about that <laughs> and the whole time we've already heard coach Tomlin tell you do not do that this right. is an evaluation we're taking time we're not going to be hyperbolic we're not going to just be overreaction or overreact to every little thing or because the public says this or because the status quo league wide says you're supposed to operate like this in a quarterback competition. The Steelers have already proven on numerous occasions that they do not care what other teams do. They are going to do it the way that they want to handle it. And that's the thing that we all just kind of have to understand. And even though we might not like it, you know, you got to accept it, baby. Oh, you may not like it, but accept it. Wow, I didn't, simple, know I didn't know we'd have, no, we'd have the Macho Man Randy Savage hanging Come on, out man. on site. I called him up. I, I shot him a text early. I was like, y'all, I hope, I hope Randy is out here today. Come on, man. Come on. <laughs> the cream is rising to the top out here at St. Vincent College. We're going to converse about some of the things that uh, that happened yesterday in padded practice day number one. There was a lot going on yesterday other than just uh, Kenny Pickett running with the twos and Mason Rudolph running with the threes. We'll have some practice observations when we return on the other side. You know, Motsi, we got to talk a little contact out here. We got to talk gotta a little, do that. Gotta little do that. physicality out here. You know I love a little contact, Petey. A little and, bit uh, of that thigh out. Bah, bah, bah. <laughs> As always, too.
too. If you've got questions, comments, concerns, reactions, you can get at us on Twitter. That is where you get involved with the show here on a beautiful Tuesday. I tell you what, 15 minutes ago, this is this is no joke. I'm not, you know, I'm not lying here. 15 minutes ago, when we uh, started this show at high noon, as we always do, our our engineer here on site, Young Zachary. Um, was was moving around and, and, and moving some things in the broadcast box and all that because it was raining. Not hard, but it was it was definitely coming down out here. Uh, now, 15 minutes later, it is sunny, blue skies. The clouds are going away. It's going to be a hot one here uh, when we get to practice about an hour and a half or so from now. But you've got Arthur Motes and I all the way until 2 o'clock. Plenty to get to, so don't go anywhere. Nobody covers training camp like we do here on SNR. Another beautiful day here at St. Vincent College in a sunny Latrobe, Pennsylvania, where the overcast skies are gone. It's going to be a hot one this afternoon for what will be practice number six of this training camp for the black and gold and the second day in pads. This is the week that it really gets ramped up, folks. Yesterday, first padded practice, of course, the Steelers Monday through Friday, six straight days of padded practice, including Arthur Motes. That infamous turnaround where Friday night they will have Friday night lights at uh, Latrobe Memorial over at the high school about 10 minutes away from here. They'll hop on buses just like they used to back in the day when they were representing their hometowns. They will go over there 7 o'clock and have an evening practice that will go, you know, until about 9, 9.30-ish. They'll hang out and do some autograph signing, all that stuff. 10, 10.30 by the time they get back here. Yeah, got to get some food, got to shower all those things, then a quick turnaround on Saturday morning walk through practice at 2 before they do finally get a day off on Sunday. Wesley, you'll alert Arthur Motes with you here. It is the Steelers Blitz on SNR. Motes, are you ready for some, uh, some observations from yesterday that I want to run by you here? Man, I've been waiting on you. Come on now. Well, let's start with well, – let's go in chronological order with the way that it played out during practice. How about that? I think that makes some sense here. Um, Man, let me find out. You're trying to break off some really big words today. He said chronological. Whoa, whoa, whoa. All right, let's get it. Well, you know I love big words, Arthur Motes, like knee-jerk. That's my favorite one. It's a really big word. Let's go. <laughs> Uh, seven I shots. You know that. Seven <laughs> shots was the first. You know, they have their normal stretch on their walkthrough and all that stuff. And then they break down and they do some individual position stuff. But everyone was waiting for the, the contact, right? The physicality, mm-hmm. the offense versus defense. And they uh, they jumped right into it with uh, with seven shots early on. Um, and it was it was juiced, you know, before they got going. Mike Tomlin was walking around the end zone shouting, you know, this is tackle football. This is tackle football to the ground. Don't warm up to it. This is tackle football. Uh, Cam Hayward was playing to the crowd trying to get them fired up. And uh, and it was it was you know there was a lot of I think anticipation here for seven shots to really get practice uh, going to get the juice going after they got through uh, the the warm up periods and, and some of that. Motsi, good start for the offense. All right, first play, full pads, live action. They give the ball to Najee Harris. He runs it in for a touchdown, and the offense was fired up. Naj was fired up. They uh you know they have not had their way with the defense here in seven shots through the first week or so of training camp. You could tell that the offense, you know, was was ready to go at the start there. They give the ball to Najee, and they score uh, to get things going. Najee was fired up. The offense was fired up. But then after that, Arthur Motes, for the next 
Six uh, shots. I was about to say, I, I'm waiting on you to get it right. I, I hear you trying to paint this picture. We know this outcome. For, for the next <laughs> six shots, all right, because seven yeah, minus one yeah. is six. I can do yeah. the math on that. Uh, it was mostly all defense. Five to Thank one you. after after yes. the first round. So five to two, Thank the you. defense wins again. Third straight mm-hmm. day of practice. Sorry, fourth straight day of practice that the defense had won seven shots. And now, obviously, right, you know, they're they're We're working in. Uh uh-uh. uh, no, no, don't you stop it. We're having they're our work. Way. They're all the defense having is having way. is their having our way. <laughs> the defense has been having their way with the offense, and you know, it was, it, it, I'm telling you, it was it was great out here because, like I said, the offense gets that first that first rep. Najee scores. Najee kind of throws the ball in the air a little bit, playing to the of crowd, celebrating. They want a wolf. That's isn't that what offensive players do? You, yeah, you they give love, them a little grace, yeah, and they, they lose they their lo- mind. They, they like to them. you know they like to dance and make noise and, and all that. stuff. Stuff you know, not on defense mm-hmm. where the where the real veterans and the real savvy professionals okay. play. Okay, okay. Mo- Motsi, you know how much stock should and again that's another one of those along with Kenny Pickett and some of those other things that we've discussed. A a, a, a what's becoming a theme out here at camp has been uh, the the defense's dominance in, in a lot of these uh, periods, particularly in seven shots. Is you and I have discussed how. That was to be expected in a sense because the offense, there's a lot of moving parts there. A new offensive lineman, a new quarterbacks, as opposed to on the defense, right, where you, you've got a lot of guys returning. There's a lot more continuity, certainly, on that side of the football. But with the pads coming on yesterday, was it fair? Like, I still thought the defense was going to win. But, man, 5-1 to one after the first rep. It, it, in a lot of those, it wasn't even really close. Is there any point where we should expect the offense? You know, I thought, all right, they'll run the ball a little bit more. There were only two running plays out of the seven, I believe, if I'm remembering correctly. Is there any point where it's realistic to expect the offense to at least put up a 50-50 fight? Or, or do you think that this is, you know, this is going to be one of those themes of training camp where, where the defense is just, you know, they're the highest paid unit in the NFL for a reason? What do you think the Steelers' ceiling is on offense? This year? Um, middle of the pack. You know, 13th, 14th, 15th, 16th best in the league. I think that would be ceiling. I mean, that that I think we would all sign up for that right now. What do you think the Steelers defense ceiling is? Unquestioned best unit in the league. They have that potential. I, I really think they do. So, if... We're talking about one unit being the best unit in the league. Another one we're saying middle of the pack at best. <laughs> All I'm saying is if it looked like it's 50-50, I'm questioning why we paid certain guys on defense. But even for a day? Even for a practice? So, okay, that's right, because we can have bad games. So, we sure, should have sure. bad games there. Yeah, yeah Defense could have want. a bad because, practice, yeah. Or the offense could just yeah, have a really good to, one. Well, because to me, I look at it like this. Are we expecting our defense over the 17-game regular season to be allowed to have bad performances? Or are we expecting them to mm. be elite each and every week? Are we expecting Najee Harris to be elite every week? Those are the questions you got to ask yourself. Mm. I need this defense to be elite every week. If we want to take that chance of this defense, get, oh, you can have a down day, you can play down to this competition, well, we're going to have one of those performances or multiple performances where we're all over here losing our minds, scratching our heads, like when we were watching some of these uh, performances last season, right? When we're like, yo, 
how is this Seahawks unit with Geno with Geno Smith and, and uh, <laughs> Twinkle Toes in the back Gino running over Smith. us like this? Like, like what is it? I call him Twinkle Toes. You know the dancing dude. I can't, I, I, Alex Collins, excuse me. <laughs> but it's like you, you think of that and think about how we felt. Think about how pissed we were at times, right? You think sure. about the Chicago Bears game with Justin Fields, and we're like, bro, why are they moving the ball on us? Why are they doing this, right? Well, mm -hmm. I was hoping that we would not have to endure that at all again this year. <laughs> I was hoping that our team would have learned from those experiences last year and get back to being more like the unit we saw and was at 19, if I if I remember correctly, like that style where they're dominant, dominant, you know? Sure. If that's sure. what they're trying to be this year, and by all accounts from what we've heard from them during OTAs, during minicamp, and even in training camp as they've been speaking, that is their goal. Well, the thing is, you can't turn that on and off. You can't decide... Oh, because it's week 10 and we're playing against a good team on paper. We really got to get up and really be elite this week. But because week 11, ah, man, they ain't like that. We could take a step back. Nah, you have to come out there every single day with that mentality that, man, you're not going to win a rep. I don't want you to win a single rep. I was pissed the fact that you started off with Najee winning it because I'm like, yo, why you ain't come downhill and fit him up? <laughs> but uh, and instead it was the first play. But ever since that first play, a lot changed, right? Oh, yeah. And that's the part for me where I'm like, if I'm coaching that defense, I'm like, yo, I love what y'all did afterwards, but why wait? Hmm. Why spot them seven points? Because that's the issue that I know when I was here, we ran into that a little bit. It was like, yo, you can't spot teams plus You can't give teams a head start. And now you're depending on the offense making plays, defense having to really do something crazy in terms sure. of forcing more turnovers. It's like, yo, don't dig yourself into a hole. And we saw that a lot last elite, year, didn't we, where they fell right. behind early in games. And then they got to do, like, all these crazy heroes to come back. It's like, man, if you're elite, be elite from the start. Hmm. Don't wait. Don't give them that first play. No, you dominate them every single rep. If I'm Cam Hayward, you should not lose a rep. Ever. ever. <laughs> like, that's just the reality of it. TJ Watt, ever. Like, not in practice. Not versus, not versus our offense because we don't view our offense as elite. We don't view our offense and say, hey, man, we got the best left tackle, the best right guard, the best left guard, the best center. But when we're talking about our defense, what are we saying? We got the best outside line. We got the best D-line. We got the best safety. We got top guy. We got top. Like, you see the difference in the conversations, sure, the sure. different And the money, the money shows that as well, the too. The money shows. No question. So with that, to me, I expected and I wanted to look like that. When the offense has earned the right to start making it closer, then it's a different conversation. But you can't just, for me, I don't just operate with this thought of, well, man, since the defense has been dominating the offense, I got to give me something one of these days. It's like, no, we knew going into this season, how are we going to win games? Defense, special defense. teams, running the ball. Sound like we just hit all three right there, right? We had <laughs> not just going to first play, defense, choke them out the rest of the plays, and we just took care of Boz on the back end. But that's the Steelers in 2022. It's yeah. not going to be what we're accustomed to. It's not going to be a ton of these glamorous, oh, let the offense go to work or let look at this masterful QB play. It's not going to look like that a lot of the times. A lot of the times it's probably going to look the other way, the alternative where you're like, bro, what are we watching? How did we win? Like yeah. that type of atmosphere. And that's what we have to get comfortable with. But once we realize that and we start to see it happen in stadium, I do think that comfort will come. But right now, because this is still very foreign, especially to Pittsburgh fans. Remember me, I've been around, so I've experienced <laughs> all of these different emotions. You have, you have. So for me, you notice that's why I'm a lot more calm. I'm really reserved when it pertains to these type of things because this is normal in the NFL. 
what Pittsburgh has had under Ben Roethlisberger and Coach Tomlin was abnormal. That was an outlier. That's why mm. we talked about them in a very unique manner, very similar to how people talk about Belichick and Brady. It's just different. And I think that we're all seeing that right now. So I wouldn't look in, I wouldn't get, uh, put it this, I wouldn't be too uneasy about the defense being dominant because we know the defense has to be dominant this season. For sure. us to get to where we want to be, they have to be a top five or number one unit, hands yes. down. Yes. And they can't wait to the season to get like that. It starts each and every day in training camp, man. So I'm hoping that it continues to look like that for the defense. And if the offense picks it up, great. But if not, I'm still not very surprised by that because we know who they're facing against. I mean, I even think back, was it 2015, 2016 timeframe in training camp where we'll be going against our offense. And think about our offense back then. That's killer B era. Yep. You know how many times we was over here like, bro, what is going on? We can't <laughs> win a rep. But then eventually we caught up. And then you think about 16 going into 17 prior to Shea getting hurt, what we look like defensively. Mm -hmm. But it didn't, they ain't just give us that rep in 14. They ain't just give us a win in 15. Oh, we're going against we're going against A B and Ben and Lev Bell. I mean, geez, yeah, now. we're just we're we we're best, just gonna we, lose. We the best yeah. offensive the best <laughs> offensive lineman, the best offensive line in the NFL, That's right? A great point. Arguably too, yeah. them in Dallas. Yeah. So you think Still about had what, Heath Miller there against. as well, too. I mean, geez, Louise. So once again, when when did we ever have that conversation of, hey man, should the defense like, man, I want to see him win a little bit more? It was oh, like I want to nah, see Arthur Motes win a bunch today. No. We were talking about what? Yo, this offense was the average 30. <laughs> like right, that's the conversation right, right eventually the defense caught up and when it did that's what we were having the type of season that we had but it took time and i think for this same group of this same group of people right here this office is going to take time to catch up but you just have to be patient man and because it's not on defense everybody has patience when it's defense oh it's just defense don't worry we can score we'll be all right <laughs> nah well now it's different it's offense now so have you some patience? <laughs> yeah, no, I I think that's that that's absolutely spot on. You're right. The offense is going to take time to come together, both certainly in the context of training camp here and on the larger picture for the entire regular season. The defense, though, uh, you're right. You know the, the the money plays that out when you're the highest paid unit in the league. Rightfully so. There are expectations when you have Cam Hayward. Uh, at the level that he's played at for the last four or five seasons, when you have the reigning defensive player of the year, when you have Minka Fitzpatrick, who's been nothing but a first or second team all pro since he's been here in Pittsburgh. Um, you bring in Miles Jack in the offseason, you know, a, a lot of different things there. Um, all of a sudden, those expectations are, are there for a reason, and I think you're absolutely right. They need to be ready to go. They can't warm up to this thing because week one – Oh, no big deal. It's just the defending mm -hmm. AFC champions. You know, Joe Burrow, Jamar Chase, Tyler Boyd, well, and I was gonna T. Say, Higgins, all those boys, Joe too, Mixon. Think about this. Imagine if Kenny Pickett was coming out here day one like everybody wanted him to do, and he was carving up our defense. How would we be feeling? We'll be over here looking at our defense like, bro, what's going on here? Imagine if any of our wide receivers, right, not just Pickens, who we know we have high expectations for, but any of the receivers, Miles Boykin, Steven Sims, all these, like, they just over here torturing our guys. We'll be over here like, bro, whoa, whoa, this, this ain't adding up. <laughs> they they running the ball just five yards a pop, Najee, Benny Snell, just, hey, roll the decks in. And we're like, whoa, <laughs> hey, uh, I, don't, I don't like this right now. Hold on now, player. So – like, we, we can't have it both ways. And I think that we kind of lose track of that at times when we're having to actually go through this. Oh. If this was two months ago and we said this, I think everybody would be, you know, 
okay with it and comfortable with it because they wouldn't have to actually be seeing it happen. But when you right. open up that door and you say, hey, guys, I want you to watch this. Now, everybody can see what's going on right now. Everybody gets a chance to actually live it and these emotions that come with it and these different narratives that get created by it, it definitely gets people to react a little uh, uh, a little abnormal for themselves or out of character in a sense, man. <laughs> Spoken like a guy who's been on, uh, on, on the other side of this equation. Well yeah, said there yeah, yeah. <laughs> by Arthur Motes. Uh, when we come back here, I've got some more practice observations. Uh, we got to talk a little backs on backers, of course, with mm-hmm, Motesy. Mm-hmm. We'll do that to close out the first hour of the show. Uh, here, live on the campus of St. Vincent College. It's another beautiful day for Steelers practice. You know where to get at us if you want to get involved with the show. Some final practice, padded practice, I should say, uh, observations from yesterday when we return. Wesley Euler, Arthur Moats, you're listening to the Steelers Blitz on SNR. This is Black and Gold Fan Heaven. Listen to this crowd. SNR. This is the Steelers Blitz with Wesley Euler and Arthur Motes on your 24-7 home of the black and gold, SNR. In just over an hour, the Steelers will take the field right across from where we are perched high atop the deck of Chuck Knoll Field here on the campus of St. Vincent College. It's our ongoing training camp coverage here on SNR. Wesley Euler, Arthur Motes, this is the Steelers Blitz. We've got you for about another hour and 20 minutes or so here before we turn things over to Dale Lawley and Matt Williamson. Folks, if you consider yourself a Steelers junkie and you're not tuning in to Dale Lawley and Matt Williamson's practice coverage, I think I got some bad news. You might not be a Steelers junkie, all right? The only people out here who broadcast during practice that paint that picture for you are Dale and Matt right here with the drive on SNR from 2 until 5. Yeah, you can follow along with some of these schlubs on Twitter, all right? But if you want the uh, the picture really painted for you by two professionals, Dale Lolly, Matt Williamson, they've got your practice coverage, and it's different than when we're out at OTAs and minicamp at some of these settings where we're not allowed to talk about the specifics that are going on on the field. It's quite the opposite. That's about all that Dale and Matt do for the majority of the show is discuss what's going on out here so make sure you are uh, tuning in early in the mornings and sticking with us well into the evenings Arthur Motes yesterday was the first backs on backers day out here in uh, beautiful Latrobe and I got to tell you um, there was a nice crowd in the end zone I mean a lot of the Steelers <laughs> staff was down there for that Mr. Rooney was down there for that all the media congregated over there you know all the people who get the VIP access wristbands everybody was ready for backs on backers Motsi, with my keen football eye you know, from my four years of youth football and now the four years that I have in the books with you doing this show, all right? It's, it's been polished up and, uh, and, and refined by Motsi as well, too. I've got some winners and I've got some losers for you from Backs on Backers. Okay, okay, Sound good? okay. Let's do it. What do you want first? You want you want the, you want the good first? You want to start with the sunshine and rainbows Always and optimism? Always start with the positivity. Come on now. Why not? The winners, Arthur Motes, were, I tell you what, a lot of guys, a lot of names here that you're going to like here. And my three winners from Backs on Backers, the first edition here in camp uh, yesterday, Miles Jack, Buddy Johnson, and Mark Robinson. Um, mm-hmm. All three of those guys, you know, the, the off-ball linebackers, man, they had really good reps. Miles Jack was, was a force out there. You know, I, I told you, Mike Tomlin was reminding everybody, this is tackle football. This is live. Don't warm up mm-hmm. to it. And that's something he kept saying to these guys during – backs on backers as well too you know after the first three or four reps he kind of looked around at everybody and was like 
where's the intensity? You know, like, don't warm up to it. Let me see it. And I think Miles Jack was, was the one exception early on. Now, I should note, T.J. Watt did not take any reps, <laughs> okay, because we, yeah. don't need him, we don't need him killing somebody out here. And, and Alex Highsmith, I think, took two reps, I want to say, maybe three. So he was, he was not much of a participant as well, too. But other than that, Miles Jack was, was the guy who didn't need to, to warm up to it. He was the guy who was, was thumping right away and was very impressive. It didn't matter who he went up against. He was getting the better of, of most of those matchups and and I think I would say the same for Buddy Johnson like he would be uh, Miles Jack clearly number one on my list Buddy Johnson it gets the runner-up gets the silver medal there if you will man he had a couple reps um, where he just toasted Anthony McFarland he had a couple reps where you know Mike Tomlin was 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 yelling at him was saying hey you know that's a rookie that's a first-year guy you're going up against let me see it let me see you lose this guy and 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 Buddy Johnson was you know looking like a second-year guy up against the rookies. And then and then finally, Mark Robinson, again, um, when he got his opportunities, he was doing much more winning out there than he was doing losing. He was he was bringing the physicality. He was pushing back uh, the running backs and even Derek Watt on a couple different reps. So my winner is Arthur Motes. A lot of, a lot of guys at the, at the position you love so much. Uh, Miles Jack, Buddy Johnson, and Mark Robinson, I thought all had really solid physical backs-on-backers periods. Yeah, I like that, man. And um, from what I had checked out as well, man, I did hear some of the reports. Uh, I think Miles actually gave uh, Derek Watt the uh, the dump truck, from what I heard. Yes. So I definitely yes. was uh, enjoying that uh, element. You know, it's one of those things, man. When you talk about those particular names, I'm not as surprised in these type of drills. We know what Miles Jack can do, man. He's that complete backer, that guy that can do the physical downhill stuff, but he's ranging enough where you can put him out there and he can cover. And that's why we picked him up and paid him what we paid him. That's why he was such a high priority coming out of college. Mm-hmm. You know, so it's good to see that. And then even hearing him talk uh, post-practice with Max Starks um, and just hearing him talk about how it was a little bit different for him Coming here where we're talking about live tackle to the ground, tackling the star players and the physicality that we practice with. He was like, it surprised him. And I, too, could relate to that because only in Pittsburgh are we doing this type of stuff, man. (laughs) You look at Coach T like, bro, are you all right? Like, I've been playing football for a while. I've never tackled the star running back in practice. Right. You're yelling at me and telling me do it again. Okay, Coach. (laughs) But – for me, man, it was good to hear that Miles had, you know, acclimated to that. And then ultimately, by the time you get to backs on backers, I mean, yeah, you fired up, you ready to go. So it was you good to hear to go. that. When you're talking about uh, Buddy Johnson, man, making that second year jump, it's good to hear that from a physicality perspective, he's still able to have that element. Because coming out, we knew that he had a, phys- a physical brand of ball. The question is, could he cover? But it's always one of those things that, yes, even though this is what you are known for, is it still your go-to is it still your signature at this level hmm. and it's good to hear that at least buddy still has that element to start out now we'll see if it can continue but at least he has that right now and then for mark robinson i'm excited to hear more about him because to me he's one of those guys where he gives you a little bit of that vince williams feel when you watch him he gives you a little bit of that downhill thumper you know you could blitz him and things like that but i feel like he's a more athletic version and Obviously, I get excited when I think about what Vince was to this team. Obviously, former teammate of mine. I just think to myself, could Mark Robinson be one of those guys Mm. that's already just in the in the in the factor? We're just developing them, developing them, and then we potentially see that come to fruition, man. So, no, I'm definitely excited and glad to hear that those three guys performed the way they did in that particular drill. 
Yeah, and you know what? To, to stick with that position, I think uh, old Bobby Spillane deserves a shout-out as well, too. Really cool moment that I, uh, I should describe here. I think the listeners will enjoy during Backs on Backers yesterday. It's one of those... You know, I'm, I'm going to sound like Tunch and Wolf here, Motsi, all right? It's, it's, one, it's one of those iron sharpening iron moments, right, mm. that, 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 that Tunch and Wolf used to always talk about from the 80s training camps and the days of yore. There was, uh, you know, Mike Tallman called for Spillane versus Najee. Najee's another one. You know, he took a few reps, kind of like Alex Highsmith, you know, maybe a few more. Uh, Highsmith, I think, had two or three. Najee had four or five. Not not a ton of reps, but he, he took a few in there as well, too. Uh, Mike Tallman wanted to see... Spillane versus Naj. And of course, you know, when he when he started to line those two up, the guys on the defensive side of the football are standing there. Oh, here we go. Here we go. And Minka Fitzpatrick was one of those guys. Right. And he was kind of gassing up Robert Spillane and he was messing with Najee as well, too. You know, Minka's talking trash to Najee while, while gassing up Spillane. And I think because of that, you know, Najee was so ready to go. He's thinking, all right, you know, this is the guy who this is the guy who met Derrick Henry in the hole here. Let's let's pop some pads, right? Uh, they they start the rep, and Najee comes up like he's you know like he's braced to to collide with the Titanic there, right? And Spillane, Spillane just gives him a quick little slip and went right around him. I mean, you know, Good. Najee Good. Najee Najee was expecting the car crash, and instead he got the finesse move from from Spillane. Mm-hmm. And, and, and clearly lost the rep. I mean, you know, Spillane got the better of him there, and Minka goes nuts, you know, and Minka and the defense are loving it. And Najee's like, all right, all right, Minka, get out of my head here. Get out of my head, all right? And they run it back, and in the second rep, Najee, Najee just swallows up Spillane, just just does a great job uh, and, and slows him down and doesn't let him get to the, you know, the fake quarterback out mm-hmm. there. So that was a, a really cool moment as well, too, and one of those, you know, you love those training camp moments, and that's the bonding, and that's the iron sharpening iron. You know, Spillane, he, he gave Najee the little slip, I think fooled him a little bit on the first rep, but then they run it back, and, and then Najee clearly wins the second one. Those are the, the type of things you love to see out here. No, without a doubt. And those are coaching points, man. When you talk about handling adversity, when you talk about handling success, both of those dudes in those situations had to do both of those things and had to overcome something or, you know, come out the gate in Robert Spillane's uh, sense right here. And, you know, with all that excitement, with all the hoopla, with all the pop and circumstance of (laughs) the group and the crowd, you got to be able to think while you're in that setting right there. You still have to be able to come up with a rush plan. You still have to be able to implement it and it sounds like Spillane did that on that first rep. And then for Najee, though, to be able to come back and say, you know what, this is where I had a mistake. I was too aggressive. I probably dropped my head. Anytime you talk about brace for contact with running backs, they usually want to fire up there and they think, hey, if I get really low and I drop her to the last one, it's going to help make it not hurt. And we're over here like, no, it's going to make you not see me when I step around you. All right? Yes. <laughs> so, but when you talk about that coaching point, that is something that, is good for Najee. You want him to experience that type of stuff now. You want your running backs and your linebackers to experience the pros and cons of what they're trying to accomplish in this setting because this is still a controlled environment. If you lose that rep, that quarterback isn't getting sacked. He's not a strip sack. It's not a fumble. You're not turning it over. You're not losing a game off of that rep. But you're learning all of the same important um, lessons with that in the sense of, how to have proper placement, your footwork, your hand placement, where are your eyes at? When do you commit if you're Najee Harris? When do you commit to a rush if you're Robert Spillane? The tempo, the distance in between certain things, that's when you're getting a chance to really hone in on that. And that's why, even though, like I said, I'm not the biggest fan of training camp, 
<laughs> I do love this element of it when you're talking about these specialized drills, full contact, and just allowing good on good, allowing these type of moments caught on tape and with a little bit of pressure because of the fan base, because of the cameras that are out there. I just like how we're doing that and how training camp does a lot that for you. No, that's that's what it's all about. That's that's what you're looking for. That's those moments. That's what keeps everybody coming back to the the hill here in in, in sunny Latrobe. Um, that's what gets the thousands of fans out here every single day, and and you know all the all the media schlubs like me who are excited down there. So all right, one more one more kind of peel the curtain back. You know, Mozi and I listen. We we kind of hey, who, who the losers though? Yeah. Who, who, well, who see here here's the, the thing. Not so goodies. I, I don't want to rush that because again, you know, we you okay. trying to get me fined here. We got to go to break. Okay. We got to go to break in just a minute here. All right. So we'll I'll give you I'll give you the not so the not so goody the the not so sunshine and rainbows on the other side. Quick though, firstly for you, Mozi, you'll love this. So. So um, my dad had been bugging me, right? Wanted to come out to one of these training camp practices, mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. Uh, and so he was like, "When should I? When should I be there? When should I get there?" I thought, "Hey, first padded practice is always a good one." Uh, my mom was able to uh, to pick up uh, Olivia, you know, my daughter, and, and cover for me for about an extra ninety minutes while I stayed here and, and watched practice with my pops, and so that was pretty cool because he's like, "All right, well, why are you going over? The practice is going on over there in the middle of the field. Why are you going over to the end zone here?" I'm like, "Dad, because that horn's about to ring, and seven, it's going to yeah. be linebackers versus running backs right in front of us." So that was a, a pretty cool, pretty cool moment yesterday, uh, standing there with all the, you know, introduced my dad to some of the media jabronis, and he's watching. Backs I like on, it. Watching Watching backs on backers with me, and all right, who's that? Hey, who's that? Who's that number forty-five there, Buddy Johnson? Oh wow, he's looking pretty good in these reps. All right, is that, is that new Miles Jack right there? Oh yeah, he looks good, huh? Well, why don't they have TJ doing any work out there, Wes? What's going on with him? He's all right. It was, uh, it was, it was a lot of fun to have pops out here yesterday, and uh, and yeah, it was a, it was a lot of, a lot of energy, a lot of excitement for padded practice day number one. So, so that's all the good, that's all the exciting, that's all the fun. The other side of that, right, is when there's winners, there's there's always losers, unfortunately. That's how things work. So we'll discuss some of those uh, members of the Steelers on the uh, who struggled, pardon me, in seven shots. I'll give you uh, two names who I, I thought didn't have the best outing, and we'll discuss. Not going to crush these guys or anything. We'll just discuss it in the context of practice. We'll do that to open up our second hour of the show. An hour away from the start of practice here on the campus of St. Vincent College, our ongoing Steelers coverage uh, is going to going to travel well through practice, well into the night, last well through practice, and well into the night. So if you uh, are looking for all the good stuff here from La Trobe, you are in the place to be. You're listening to the Steelers Blitz on it. If a new house is on your wish list in the next five years, grow your savings faster and experience your dreams with an Ohio Homebuyer Plus account from Kemba Financial Credit Union. A savings account specifically designed to save for a new home where you can earn 7% APY, a $500 matching bonus, and a $1,500 mortgage closing cost credit. Learn more at Kemba.org. Offer expires March 31st, 2025. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. NMLS 292230. Equal housing lender. Federally insured by NCUA. Good sleep should come naturally, and with the new Natural Hybrid mattress, it can. A collaboration between Lisa and West Elm, the Natural Hybrid is expertly crafted from natural latex, natural wool, and certified safe foams to elevate your sleep sanctuary and support a greener tomorrow. Plus, every purchase helps fuel Lisa's work with shelters and those in need. Don't put off a good night's sleep any longer. Get a Lisa mattress today for a sound sleep tonight. Visit lisa.com iHeart. That's l-e-e-s-a dot com slash iHeart.